another week is coming to an end and at Good Morning Africa, that can only mean one thing. Another CEO will be telling the story. In today's episode of Meet the CEO, we bring you Suzanne Tosime, CEO of 180 Degrees Glow Skin Care, who has fine-tuned the art of presentation through skincare and bespoke fashion. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial. We bring you the story of an entrepreneur whose passion is making sure your skin has the best nourishment. She walks us through her journey of searching different soils for what she terms as organic love in a bottle. Who is Suzanne Tosime? I am a very creative person and I'm an entrepreneur and a natural fixer by nature. Like my character is just to always look out for what is missing and create it. So that's what I do for a living, really. I create solutions for my different clientele. What was the driving force behind the setup of 180 Degrees Glow Skincare? 180 Degree Glow started as a skincare business to solve problems that I had. That was way before I even had the name 180 Degree Glow. I just was going through a period where I was using a lot of um, products that were from abroad or creams, uh, Betnovet, all these kinds of things to solve maybe different problems like a breakout or acne or a rash or things like that. And I realized they were not sustainable because most of these products contain steroids. So I kind of wanted to look for products on the market that were organically made and that could solve my problem that I'd have longevity with. 10 years from now, I'd use it and it wouldn't wear out my skin. It wouldn't bleach me. It wouldn't break, um, damage my upper skin layer, which most of these ointments and creams do in the long run. You're supposed to use it for a very short period of time, maybe a day or two, and then leave it. But you'd find yourself continuously using it because there was nothing else that was kind of fixing the problem as quick as all these uh, products that have steroids. So I started off by mixing a couple of things for myself and they worked. And kind of with the research I was doing while I was mixing for myself, I would just do a little bit of research of what I can mix to get this result and that result. And where are these things from? Like lactic, I didn't know lactic acid was actually from sour milk. I didn't know niacinamide is literally vitamin B3. And some of these are sourced from actual trees like willow bark extract, which is um, another very, very important ingredient we usually use in skincare. So I realized there was already so much around us in our environment that can solve skincare problems without having to resort to very... Um, toxic or very highly, highly chemicalized products. And I opted for my skincare, ended up opting for my skincare that I was making literally from my kitchen at home. And this led me to kind of make it into a brand because every every person I gave a sample would come back to me with very nice raving reviews and they would keep on asking for more. And I ended up coming up with an entire skincare line for oily skin, dry skin and skin prone to eczema usually, or psoriasis and different issues like that. And now we are making a variety of almost 30 products, those for hair, skin, and different skin types. And we are developing products that are actually for men as well. For a budding entrepreneur, how can one handle the ever-changing dynamics of the economy? I actually think Uganda is quite a fertile ground for a lot of innovation. And for all the 
cons Uganda has as an economy that is basically it's a bit uh, closed off or there's not much here that you can use because even with my skincare, even with purple rain, I find myself shipping in a whole a couple of things that I felt could be already done here. Most of the ingredients don't need to be sourced abroad when we have everything already existing here. What I think of Uganda's economy, if I was giving advice to a, a new entrepreneur, it would be to have an authentic product that is just as good and highly competitive like the products that we import all the time. I feel like Uganda's market, there are just a few people who kind of uh, do provide services that are very top-notch. There are very few people. Most people will just give according to somebody's pocket. Like maybe, for example, let me just make something because it's a Ugandan, it's going to be a Ugandan product. People are not going to receive it well. Let me just make something that's maybe a little bit subpar and get what I can get and then walk out of the business later on and maybe do something else tomorrow. So many businesses here don't have longevity. Someone will start something today, then tomorrow there'll be a, a carpenter, then tomorrow there'll be something else. There's not There are not many entrepreneurs who have longevity with whatever it is they choose to do. I feel like if you are a budding entrepreneur in Uganda or a budding business owner or investor, have a niche, a specific niche, and try to harness the skills and understand the market for quite some time, actually pay more attention to that more than making a profit, especially in the first years of business. And that's what I think I've done. And that's what I think we we miss here in Uganda. There are businesses that have been here for as long as Kakira Sugar Works has been here for as long as, I think even way before I was born. But uh, all the, these are businesses that have been here for a very long time. Madvani, the Madvani group of industry, uh, companies, everything that they usually do from the milk, to the now they're into traveling and different things, but before they were known for just one specific thing, and that was for a very long period of time. And I feel like those are the businesses that have somehow broken through or made it through and been able to turn a profit, profit regardless of the ups and downs the economy has, because I think they established themselves as almost masters or experts in the areas of, of expertise they decided to, to take on. So that is what I'm also trying to do with my businesses is kind of look at all these different um, people that I admire who are already making it in our country and see what it is that they do differently. That is not the same thing other entrepreneurs do. And that's what I'm trying to do with my business as well. Establish them in a way that they can compete with a product that is going to be imported by another 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 client or my competitors so i feel like we are also a, an economy that is heavily reliant on import products maybe that's because we don't trust the products that are made here in uganda maybe we also don't trust the products that are made here in uganda is because of the authenticity that people use here is kind of lacking. So if we can prove you wrong with what service delivery we give you, then we'll have you as a client, which is what I felt genuinely with both Purple Rain Hub and 180 Degree Glow. What has been your biggest challenge so far in the business? My biggest challenge is actually lack of raw materials. I import almost 
every single thing that I use for both my businesses. And that has just been quite a deterrent in so much of uh, so much of my business. There's so many ways I could have improved quicker. I could have grown quicker. I could have improved so many aspects of my business. I could have um, had a concentrated on only my employees, but I find that I am unable to, to concentrate on training my employees when I can't even show them how to properly extract certain things and make them ourselves. There's so much here that we are lacking that kind of makes costs almost, you, you start a business and the costs are already high. Because you're going to import a whole ninety percent of your materials are going to be are going to be outsourced, and that's just that has honestly been a deterrent here. And I think another would be the the, the labor force that we work with. We work with people who are sometimes not as highly competitive as you would imagine in the outside the outside world. But so many Ugandans are not that traveled and they're not that exposed. Our country kind of, we deal with each other on a day-to-day basis because we are kind of a a close-knitted group of people. You find that the knowledge X has is the same as Y and the same as S and the same as T. So to get that one person who will maybe think like you think or kind of help you, you know, work together as a team and you you have people with the same mindset is not that easy because very many people here are not exposed to much. So you can work with to build an actual brand and take the business to a whole other level. What is the future of 180 degrees glow skincare? I'd like to have a brand for my skincare that is exported all over the world, well-known, well-trusted, and kind of like revolutionizes how people see Uganda and how we do things. And the fact that we also have a lot of raw materials that we would want to expose to the market that people don't know about. In Uganda, all they know us for is probably sheer butter. Everywhere shea butter, they just know shea butter. I think even shea butter is sourced here. Some of the the people doing it really big in skincare do export shea butter. I mean, do import shea butter from Uganda. I've seen them selling shea butter in uh, classes where they say Uganda shea butter. Then they'll say Ghana shea butter. So I know shea butter is all we are known for, but there's so much more, especially when it when it's um about creating well-rounded service delivery. Service delivery is just something I would want to show people that we can develop services and products and um, rival people out there. But it will take a lot of work (laughs) because it's not something I can do alone. Those would be very high-level partnerships. And that is what I am interested in for, 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 for my skincare is uh, if I can have very, very fundamental partnerships that would help me uh, push the brand to that level where it's respected internationally. That would be something I think I would be very proud of. That was our CEO of the week, Suzanne Tasime. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast, the annual inflation rate in Zambia eased for a seventh consecutive month to 14.2% in February of 2022 from 15.1% in the previous month. That is the lowest rate since March 2020. On a monthly basis, the consumer prices went up 17 point. On a monthly basis, consumer prices went up 1.7% after increasing 2.6% in the previous month, which was the steepest rise in a year. 
The Central Bank of Botswana left its benchmark interest rate steady at a record low of 3.75% during its February 2022 meeting, saying that the short-term high inflation should be transitionary. Botswana's annual inflation rate quickened to 10.6% in January of 2022 from 8.7% in the previous month, reaching the highest rate since March of 2009. And a quick look at the markets. Gold broke through the 1970 US dollars, a level not seen since September 2020. As safe heaven demand for the metal jumped after President Putin launched a military operation in Ukraine, Putin warned other countries that any attempt to interfere with Russian action would lead to consequences they have never seen. Meanwhile, investors have also kept an eye on accelerating inflation and ensuing rate hikes from the Federal Reserve. Fed Governor Michelle Bowman said that she would assess incoming data to decide whether a half percentage point increase at the March meeting is needed. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at the Dome.